Trent Leshan is the founder and CEO of Australia's number one sales training company, Boom Sales. Sales expert and fast growth specialist and author of two business titles, Outlaw and The Naked Salesman. Not for the Average podcast exposes the secrets to extraordinary performance in sales, entrepreneurship and business growth. Warning, this show is not for the average. Welcome to Not For The Average. I'm your host, Trent Leishan. Last week, we explored Not For The Average wealth creation in shares with Elio D'Amato from Lincoln Indicators. And he shared with us the number one asset class we should be investing in and also the number one way to create wealth, which was via running or owning your own business. We're very fortunate today to be joined by Trent Fraser, the CEO of Choice Hotels Asia Pacific. And today, we're going to be digging into what Elio was referring to and specifically into what makes a great business. Welcome, Trent. Thank you, Trent. Great to be here. Thanks awesome. for the opportunity. Awesome to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about Choice Hotels and what you do. Sure. So, look, Choice Hotels has got a great history. We've been uh, in business now for some 80 years um, around the world. Started um, you know, conveniently, what we're talking about today, by a family in the US who um, decided to go into business for themselves and acquire a number of small properties back in the day. Um, we fast forward that today, um, and that same family group is still a major shareholder, so we're a publicly listed company now in the US with some 7,000 hotels right throughout the world. Wow. So they decided way back then and recognised an opportunity to grow, to grow and develop a brand and to engage with suppliers and get some group buying opportunities and then add franchisees, add businesses to the group, mm. acquire some brands along the way into the story where we are um, here today. So in my role today, um, I head up the Asia Pacific division. So we have some 300 hotels in this region throughout Australia, New Zealand, Japan, India uh, and China. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are all owned and run independently by entrepreneurial types that have backed themselves to go into business and have a go. So we stay away from mm. the ownership and the management but we have the, um, the opportunity um, uh, to work with entrepreneurs and provide things that they might not necessarily naturally have, which are the sales, marketing and distribution support services that help them make, uh, be successful. So. Okay, great. And what you talk about the backing entrepreneurs, mm, you yeah. know, um, so what type of people are they yeah. typically? Look, um, they're an amazing bunch of people. And I think something that we don't talk a lot about or enough about is the eclectic mix of people we have in our group. So we have um, lifetime hoteliers that have come in, wanted to come out of the corporate environment they've been in and back themselves and own their mm. own property, mm. which is terrific. And they, we all talk the same language, so that's great. And they're sort of quick into the system and up and running pretty quickly. Others have come out of other industries, retired from other industries, um, and decided to get into small business uh, and have probably stayed in hotels, so have got some sort of affinity or connection with them. So they've come into our industry. And that's a great opportunity for us, not only to show them the ropes and to train them and help them, mm. but we also get learning out of it as well because they bring experiences and background from other industries that can help challenge us in some of the conventional ways we do things. Mm. So I think we've got a really good mix of owners, um, right from you know, 20 rooms up to 200 rooms, and importantly, a great background of owners to sort of go into that, that boiling pot, that mixing pot, if you like, which ultimately makes us all better. Mm, gotcha. I like it. And what, um, so think about the hospitality industry, the accommodation industry is hyper competitive sure hyper competitive so what yeah. makes a really successful operator i think 
A successful operator for me um, is somebody that understands that investing back in their people and also their product is super important. It's a people business, you say? It's a people business, mate, mm -hmm. it is. And there's a huge link to you know people and service and expectations. And we see many properties that are very well presented and you know um, have been reinvested back into continually, which is great, but perhaps don't live up to that that promise of the hard product when it comes to people. Mm. So I think the best operators are ones that understand the investment back into the core product they're offering is very important, but also back into their people, reinvesting into those people, educating and training those people, and also for themselves, the entrepreneurs themselves, refusing to get to that stage where they think that they know everything, mm. Um, mm. you know, and understanding that there's always more to learn and to challenge themselves on that growth journey along the way. Yeah, gotcha. That's that's what we would see as a, you know, the, the best um, the best operators. Okay, got you. And that's that's the key is getting the best out of themselves is to be, you know, the entrepreneurs typically running their own race. Correct. They like to be independent. Correct. But they where, so their blind spots can typically be they don't take on advice. They don't seek. Yeah, look, at, at times, possibly, um, yep. or they don't continue to challenge themselves mm. to look at the next um, trend coming through or the next distribution opportunity, the next booking pattern and those sort of things are probably what we continue to encourage them to do. And I guess, indeed, that's where we come into play as well, is opening up them up to those um, new initiatives and new opportunities out there. Mm. I mean, essentially, they're all in, in business and all in, this, in their, have bought their own businesses too. Um, you know, to drive choices for them down the down the line, I suppose, mm. and freedom um, mm. and backing them freedom to have a go. Freedom. freedom. I know that's something that you're a big fan <laughs> of, and I think that that is one of the major drivers, no mm. doubt, within our portfolio. Because you, you look at it an entrepreneur, and, and they they have worked somewhere. They want to run their own race, so to speak. Yeah, they, yeah. they can't be managed if they're anything like me. Yeah, sure. I don't like authority. Yeah, um, then they end up going and starting their own business and realising they've actually just created a job for themselves. Yes, correct. You know, and that once the gloss wears off of yes. it being new and exciting, yeah. they're in the harsh realities yeah. of having yeah. to, they own a job. That's right. And they're completely accountable yeah. for their own success. Yeah. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. And I think we see that at times, and I'm sure all you know, franchisees, all, franchise, all, all small businesses do, I think the challenge there is to keep reinventing themselves as well, mm. um, you know, and keep challenging and seeing, you know, what the next big thing is, or even within their teams, keep challenging themselves to say, okay, are our team in a comfortable position? That's a nice place to be at times mm. when everyone knows each other and things are going well, but is that the same team that's going to take that business to the next level? Um, and maybe stepping back and saying, you know, do we want that nice, comfortable environment or atmosphere? Or is it healthy for the business to have mm. some new energy, new blood, some conflict at times yep. to propel that business forward? Yeah, so we do see it. that at times. Mm. Indeed, we're challenged with that at times mm. too. And it's something as a leader in my business, um, I'm constantly giving focus to is have we got the right people in the right positions? It's much like a coach in the football, mate. You know, we've got to make sure that our succession plan is in play. Who are the new young stars coming into the club potentially? Mm. Mm. Who have we got on the bench? Is everyone playing in the right position? That's essentially what it's all about. Mm. So it's constant review. Who's leading? As well, Who, who's leading the charge? Correct. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a. I'm 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 running a hotel. Mm -hmm. I'm doing myself quite well. What? How will you? How will choice make me more successful? Yeah. So Is we it? will. Um, we look to partner with, as I said earlier, entrepreneurs that are ready to back themselves and mm. have a go, and and that are, have a passion for hospitality and customer service. So just on that, is it, so is it, they've taken the business to a point, 
they want to go to the next level but that don't know how or perhaps, can't? Absolutely. So perhaps they're in the business already and they're at that point. Hmm. Um, perhaps they're new into the business, they're acquiring a business, so they need the education support from day one. It might to be scale. new. Exactly. Or, hmm. and, it, and it's a new business for them. They might have been in another industry. So they need our group to learn the nuances of the industry from. Mm, mm. So, but in either, in either scenario, you know, we are really there to support them and their team at the hotel level with the things that they shouldn't really be worrying about. Mm. So if they're focused squarely on their customer and that experience of that customer whilst they're in the hotel, which is what it all comes down to, hotel keeping is all about keeping that guest happy mm. so they don't think about going anywhere else so when they walk out your door they're coming back to you next yes. time we take care of how you drive those customers into mm. that door in the first place okay so it's okay, about gotcha. distribution it's about having our brand mm. and our properties where people are looking to shop and obviously today that's majority of the time online mm -hmm. um, so we are making sure that we are front and center when people are thinking about or dreaming about where they're wanting to travel to that we are there and we have a presence, mm. so we've got a better than fair chance of converting that guest into one of our customers. Gotcha, okay, so the core of what you're doing is helping businesses Correct. Um, find new customers, Correct. navigating the new world in terms of digital. That's exactly right, yes. Through the murky waters of, of digitization and yes. how people find businesses these days. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and the ability to also scale. Correct. So how, there's something here as well around mm. what business are you really in, mm. which is, Typically service. It yes. is, is it a service business? So you think about accommodation, yeah. hotels, hospitality mm -hmm. yes. and people being yeah. at the core of what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. So is it a is it yeah. a service based? It's a people business, isn't it's it? I it's think. a people that, business. Yeah. Um, and there's a strong service element to it. But whether it's your internal people within your employment in the hotels yeah. or the people you're trying to attract and look after as guests when they stay there, mm. I think it's all about people. Um, for for yeah. us anyway, that, and that'd be that'd be my view. Um, but a strong link into service. They can't. People, people, people. Mm. Um, Gordon Ramsay, love him or hate him. Mm -hmm. Polarizing character. Mm -hmm. um, he has the three S's. Yes. You okay. know, to building a great business. Right. And that is service. Yes. One mm -hmm. S. Service. Second S. Right. And effing service mm -hmm. is the third S. S. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. However, he also has. Or how do you measure the success of a business? And I quite like this, which mm -hmm. is the customer's willingness to come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, which again comes mm -hmm. back to how they're treated, how you make them feel, what yes. you're offering them, yeah. thinking outside the square. Sure. Um, I do a lot of travelling myself, mm -hmm. and I'm just gobsmacked. I can go into a hotel, and you know, I'm, I'm charging full whack yes. usually. Uh, I'm not yeah. six star like you, but um, <laughs> I might be four or five. But I see, oh, there's a bottle of water there. Yes. That's nice of them. Oh, hang nice on a sec. There's a price tag on it. Right. What's yes. going on there? What, what's mm -hmm. the thinking about mm -hmm. just extracting as much as you can from the yeah. from the customer instead yeah. of trying to think about what are the little things mm -hmm. we can do, yeah. not for the average things sure. that we can do yes. that can add to that experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, is that something that you yeah. you work with your franchisees on? No, look, absolutely agree. I think it's those those moments of truth we call them. You know, what are those moments that um, can surprise and delight guests when okay. they're coming into your hotel? A moment of truth. Yes, that's right. I like yeah, that. when they're when they're when it's unexpected. When it's unexpected, mm. um, and there are just so many simple things in hotels. You know, we can gather so much information about our customers before they even arrive these days. It can, um, especially if they're returning customers, returning guests. Mm. Um, a great story I heard about a hotel 
in the US, that um, small boutique hotel that probably had the resources and the time to do this. But yeah, they were able to um, investigate the profiles of their guests coming in and just have some small touch in the room to make them feel at home or make them feel welcome during mm -hmm. their stay. Yeah. One particular lady went over there and she stayed there and they found through one of her public social media accounts that she was a Rolling Stones fan. So on arrival into her room, there was a small frame there with, um, with Mick Jagger and a small note from the manager saying, hey, welcome to the hotel. We know you're here for a few nights. Hope you feel at home. We know you're a massive Stones fan. So hopefully this photo of Mick Jagger will make you feel like it's, like it's your place. Brilliant. So I think things brilliant. like that, brilliant. value brilliant. adds that probably don't cost a lot of money. Mm. They might take a little bit of time in terms of, um, you know, labour to investigate and do the homework on, but imagine the impact that can mm. have on people. So I think it's simple things um, that are more value adds and using okay. people's names and those sort of things that again Personalization. are- Personalisation. Exactly, making people feel special. Why don't we do that? Why is it inconsistent? Why can you go to a hotel and get one yeah. experience then go to the same brand and in another mm. region and yeah. get a completely different? Back to people? Yes. Back to yeah. people? Or yeah. is there any, is it more to it? Well, I think there's a couple of things. So I think our world has become so digitalized over the recent years that there's this huge focus on capturing customers, um, social media, engagement and these sort of things. I, I think we need to remember the core element of, of what brings people back and that is the experience and the service at the hotel. Mm. So that's the first one. I think the okay. second one is, and this is I guess where our group, where Choice Hotels is probably a little bit different, is that in the majority of our hotels, the people you'll meet at the hotel are the owners, are the entrepreneurs. So they are the ones with the skin in the game on the ground. Mm -hmm. So their willingness and their engagement into their customers, I believe, is so much more stronger because of that important element. Whereas some of the other larger hotels or hotels that are run under management, for example, mm. um, that that focus and that skin in the game element mm. is, is not there. And that's love the great it, thing about it. running a business like ours is you've got these passionate entrepreneurs that are connected financially and have gone all in typically mm. on their businesses. So I'd back customer service and the experience from that point of view at a property run by an entrepreneur, a small business owner any day of the week. Well, Warren Buffett invests in businesses that are still run by families and right. run by the yeah. key, key mm -hmm. founders, and yeah. that's one of his his, his sort of um, his blue, blueprints, I guess. But yeah. what mm -hmm. what I love you saying is you help business people back themselves, sure, yeah. and the skin in the game element, mm -hmm. the ability to to invest, own money, put some skin in, is one of the reasons mm -hmm. they will innovate. They will yeah. try new things. They will go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Yep, that transactional nature, service levels that we can get sometimes. Mm -hmm. In Australia in particular, we go to regions like the Philippines or to Vegas sure. we get great yeah. service. Mm. Sometimes we pay for it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. uh, the, the old tipping culture. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. with, um, with in Australia, it seems like the service culture here mm -hmm. is declining. Yeah. There's a transactional nature to the way people interact with each other in business. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it all lies on digitization. Mm -hmm. But there's, is there's, there's something more to it. Why, why is customer service getting harder to find? We think about the hospitality space. That, that's really, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a people business, that's sure. a service business. Mm -hmm. So why are our service levels mm -hmm. dropping? Or do you agree with that necessarily? Yeah, look, I don't know if I agree with that. I think, um, I think they could certainly be improved. Um, I think at times, you know, the word service in itself um, has become a little bit unpopular, you know, to serve. Mm. I think that that is probably something that had more appeal to it years ago. Um, to serve, okay. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, see, that's not necessarily relevant today with the generational 
our evolution. The millennials may be coming yeah. through perhaps. But then I look to back serve. and I think, what do the millennial generation want? Um, yeah, so the young people coming through, things that are important to them are typically quick progression through career. Mm. You know, um, they want new, op- they want opportunities. They want leadership. They want responsibilities. Probably quicker than we might have done in our day. They mm. want travel. They want um, Experience. different experiences. Experience. So when I look at the hospitality and the hotel business, I think we probably have to do a better job as an industry convincing people that this is a career, not just a job or mm. a job I've got while I look for something different. This can mm. be a career, and it can offer young people, as I said, all the things that they want: very quick progression, um, travel, great experiences. It's a portable skill you can take anywhere throughout the world. Transferable skill. Absolutely. So I think Mm. there's a lot of things that we have as an industry to offer young people coming through. Mm. Um, To put my finger on exactly why, you know, that service side of things, you know, isn't probably as embraced as what it once was, I'm not too sure. Well, the world's changing, isn't it? So that's obviously a byproduct of just things changing and Possibly. Yeah, Yeah. possibly. But it is something we cherish, something we talk about, you know, Gordo. Mm-hmm. And him, you know, the customer's willingness to come back. Yeah. We come back for service. Sure, we right. can't, particularly in competitive spaces. And that, yeah. to your point, comes back to people. Mm-hmm. You know, and backing the right yeah. people is something that yeah. you yeah. Uh, um, do at Choice Hotels. Mm-hmm. Is that one of the main reasons that you're successful a- as a business? The ability to back the right people. Um, Look, what else so. is what yeah, else I, is I in I the think, mix? Uh, so we've come a long way in the journey. Um, you know, in the last number of years. So I've been with the business for 16 years now. Been the CEO's chair for just on seven. And what I've learned over that time is that we have to spend more time getting to understand the people we're going to business with. Mm. Many years ago, we probably looked at the hard product at the hotel, the location, looked at the standard of the hotel, and made a decision more around the product rather than the people we're going to business with. <laughs> so that's a pretty quick way to be unsuccessful. So How we, long did it take you to learn that? Yeah, well, probably a little bit longer than I should, you know what I might say. <laughs> but, um, but look, we're in a position now where most of our investigation, discussion and conversations are around understanding the owners, mm-hmm. you know, what their motivations are, why mm-hmm. are they in business, what's their what's the exit strategy down the down the down the line? Is it a decade? Is it longer? Is it something they want to give on to their kids? Is it a shorter window? Is it make money over two, three, four, five years and then get out? Mm. But once we understand what's motivating them, I guess then we can come up with a plan to help them. Mm. So we put a lot more time now in understanding what they're about, um, which is important. We share a lot more about who we are and what, how we can help. Um, and then the product is there, and that's probably the next thing that we look at. That's got to be obviously be absolutely in order. But we really need to convince ourselves that we've got the right partner going to business today um, with those entrepreneurs. So, mm. so I think we've become better at that. And that's probably the reason why the, the business is more successful today than what it's ever been. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. And that success is is, is um, what your franchisors are, franchisees are striving for. Correct. You talked about um, finding the right people to get into business with. That's a great mm-hmm. bit of advice in terms yeah. of it. And I've had a couple of partnership mm-hmm. partnerships over mm-hmm. the journey that um, have been challenging at yes. times. Yeah. So find because it is a it is a partnership. It's a sense, wasn't it? It's a, it is a partnership. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've just so. What do you bring? Uh, obviously, you bring the brand. Mm-hmm. You know the power of the Choice Hotels mm-hmm. brand, mm-hmm. Um, the reputation. Sure. But you're also bringing um, a, a blueprint, so mm-hmm. to speak, to be more successful. So, what does Correct. that blueprint look like? Yeah, look, it's a um, it's a blueprint that's been built up over many, many years. As I said, we've got 80 years of history to draw on, where we've learnt from our mistakes and we've been able to you know, um, prove ourselves from the successes we've had. Here, our history is a little bit shorter. But we have a system um, and a program. So is it is the system that is, is the at system. the core of the... Correct. Yes, yeah. okay. So it starts with the brand, of course. It starts with, you know, any of the brands that our franchisees choose. 
So under the Choice umbrella, we've got the Econlodge brand at the entry level, Comfort, which is sort of that more of a mid-market experience, um, sort of three and a half to four star, I suppose, back in the in, from the star ratings point of view. Quality, which is sort of more towards full service, but still in that mid-scale segment. Clarins, full service, sort of more city product. And then Ascend Collection, which is more of a boutique, sort of um, soft brand offering, if you like, for properties that have established their own unique boutique or historic position in the market. Mm -hmm. um, it's a softer brand. We don't sort of do a takeover of their own brand. They can partner with us in the uh, Ascend Collection. So really, for any of those brands, we have a system and a process of bringing those hotels into our group. Um, to give them the best chance of being successful. And that can relieve a lot of their time, their effort and their anxiety around how they do it themselves at a hotel level and allow them to focus on, again, their people and their guests at the hotel. Mm. Um, but it's a very comprehensive system. Um, it extends right through training and the onboarding program. Um, we've got a sales team that are out there representing their hotels as well, right around the country, right around the, um, the, the world, I should say, as well. Uh, we've got a marketing division in Melbourne too, which is, you know, really driving that um, corporate umbrella marketing that then they can link into and mm -hmm. leverage off. So um, we've got revenue management, which is pretty much, you know, focused on driving increased yield in terms of um, room revenues through hotels. So I look at it as this ginormous toolbox that we offer mm -hmm. our franchisees. Some of them will have strengths in some areas that may not need as much support in mm -hmm. that element. Mm -hmm. Others might need a bit of everything. So it's about sitting down, having that conversation, as I mentioned earlier, and tailoring our offering to them. Um, some of them might need everything. Others might need just a couple of elements of that. Some might mm. just need support from a supplier, preferred vendor point of view. And we've got a well-established and highly valuable preferred vendor point of view where, um, program where they can deliver goods and services into hotels for far cheaper than what they could buy otherwise, given our size and our, um, and our scale. So there's a whole different element, a bunch of elements that come into that. It's just a matter of what's relevant to that franchise. It's multi-dimensional what you're offering. You're tailoring Correct. specifically to that, That's right. that owner, yes. that person, based yeah. based on their um, location, yes. um, their brand, yep. Um, yep. and their brand their positioning their and, and their background. Yeah, that's right. So it, it, there's a bit to it. Mm -hmm. There's a bit to there it. Is. So I'm trying to not simplify it. It's Trent. not, well, Trent, Trent, Trent. It's not for the average either. Um, so what our listeners, and some of you will be listening uh, to the podcast, others will be viewing you, viewing us, sorry, uh, on different social media platforms, including Ticker. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm trying to get here is what, what's the big takeaway for us and what makes a great uh, business? We're talking, you're talking about brand mm -hmm. is being one of the strengths, yep. is, is the quality of the brand, the reputation of the brand. Mm -hmm. You're also talking about, and this is something I talk a lot about myself, which is about the strength of the people, mm -hmm. investing in yes. the right people. Mm -hmm. And you're saying the right people will back themselves mm -hmm. and they have skin in. Yes. They invest, they put skin in, so they take risks mm -hmm. and they're committed to getting out of their comfort zone, which mm -hmm. is growing and yes. trying new things, taking on mm -hmm. advice. Yeah. So I think that's, that's great advice mm -hmm. for anyone. And I love the reference, the moments of truth. Mm -hmm. So finding ways to surprise and delight, which mm -hmm. don't need to be extravagant. Sure. Simple, simple ways that you can personalise the experience Correct. for the customer yeah. to give them that reason to come back, okay. sure. um, which, mm -hmm. which, is, which is quite powerful. Some great mm -hmm. learnings in that. Mm -hmm. um, and at the core of what you're doing is service. Um, for somebody who's, again, our listeners, our people that are watching, mm -hmm. they're, they're perhaps um, working in a business mm -hmm. as a salesperson, mm -hmm. as an account manager, as a BDM, mm -hmm. doing something. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've got the idea they want to start their own business. Mm -hmm. I've got this great idea, but I just don't know how to get to that next step, which it sounds mm -hmm. like 
for those businesses that want to scale mm-hmm. yes. their hotels, they, they, they want help to get to that next step sure. or, mm-hmm. or they want help to transition to being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or a business owner. And for those people that are on the edge or those people that have taken the leap and are thinking, how do I get to the next step? What would be your best advice for somebody looking to, to do that, whether it's mm-hmm. doing it themselves or working with a franchise mm-hmm. model like Choice? Sure. Um, first thing I would say is to absolutely do their research and be going to something that they're passionate about. Um, is it passion? Passion, the passion. Um, I think they'd be wise to go and investigate a number of different options in that particular field that they're interested in and go and maybe spend time with people that are out there doing it today. Because mm. quite often I think the romance of owning your own business, so certainly in our, in, our, in our business, in hotels, you know, I've travelled to a few, I've stayed in a few, I see the owners there having a glass of wine in the afternoon with a couple of guests. Sounds, Sounds like, like I could do. Sounds like Aaron over here. <laughs> Sounds like something we could do. So I think at times they could get swept up in that, yeah. but they don't see you know, the real grunt work and effort mm. that goes on behind the scenes, the rising at 5 a.m. to make breakfast and closing down at midnight mm. when everyone's tucked up in bed. So there's a reality to it mm. that can easily you know, appear down the track and burn off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think passion is absolutely critical. Do their research, so spend some time investigating uh, if that is really for them. And then once they've made that decision and crossed that white line, Back is go it. into it 100%. Back is it's it. like a marriage. You know, we talk about <laughs> this a lot within choice. Mm. If both parties go together holding hands and work at it 100% through, yes. the, through the good and bad times, because we know there'll be tough times. They're, they're always in any relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you're prepared to stick at it and hold hands together and go forward l- like a marriage, mm. then it's got the best chance of succeeding. If one party isn't as committed as the other, so that would be either us or the franchisee yeah, going okay. forward. One party's working too hard. C- correct. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be fraught. So mm-hmm. I would say to anybody thinking about coming into any franchise business or their own small business and getting out of the corporate world is to keep those few things in mind, but importantly, back themselves and go at it 100%. Mm. Um, and funnily, the businesses that we see, the owners that we see, that do that and link up with us 100%, mm. no surprises, they're most, the, the most successful franchisees that we've got in the group. They've been mad not so, to. Well, exactly, that's they, right. Well, you've got the blueprint. Correct. Yeah. You've got the blueprint, yeah. so some great. So, passion. Passion, it's another. Is an energy. You've got to have a passion. You've got to be willing to do the grunt. Yes. Um, the concept of mastering the mundane too. You've got to be able to master the mundane mm-hmm. to be able to work through challenges, sure. do the simple things, yes. the things that people aren't. Yeah necessarily mm-hmm. prepared to do and get excited about agree. cleaning toilets yes <laughs> agree all of that <laughs> whatever it is and yeah, i think um, it's important sorry. and sorry we've we've um i did a bit of reading on this recently and i shared this with the team there's a book um that i read called the dip and it's something that i think a lot of people can relate to and the book seth talks godden. about seth yeah godden. seth godden talks about um periods in everyone's life whether it's in their career or in their you know their business themselves even maybe in in, a, in their personal lives where Things seem to be tracking along um, well, but things aren't going great, things aren't going terribly bad, but there's a continual period of sort of sameness, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And trying to avoid the feeling of, um, you know, falling into a bit of a trough or a bit of a, into a dip as he, as he speaks about. So I gotcha. think gotcha. we can all relate to yeah. that. And as I said, the romance and the beauty of small business at times might burn off early days. We mm. talked about that a bit earlier on. Okay. It's important gloss. to keep 
that momentum and keep that enthusiasm and that passion going throughout that time. Keep the fire burning, Correct. which is essentially yeah. changing things up, stepping out of your comfort zone, trying mm -hmm. new, things, new things, I think. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a St Kilda fan. Are they in a dip? Um, they, they, might be, they might be in a small <laughs> dip, but um, okay. no, look, I think uh, the, the fridge is looking bright for St Kilda. I think, uh, <laughs> I think the, the glory couple of years we had a 9 and 10 are... Uh, we're, we're hopeful on the upwards, upward cycle into better times for the Saints, Saints people out there. So, yeah. Very good. But thank you for asking. Very good. We've got to get, get into the grunt work, master the mundane, um, be conscious of the dip. Some really great takeaways. And I've certainly learned a lot today, and I hope that our listeners and our viewers have taken some value away. And I certainly know they have. Um, so, doing your research, you know, only getting in if you're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Do your research, okay. do your apprenticeship if you need to, mm -hmm. um, um, get an experience before making the, the, the leap. Yes. Um, and again, when you do make the leap, back yourself, mm -hmm. put some skin in, which is obviously mm -hmm. time, research, money if, if mm -hmm. possible. Um, and then you've got to be prepared to do the grunt, which yeah, is to just to do the do the hard things yeah. consistently Correct. to be more successful. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, it's fantastic it. advice for, for anyone, mm -hmm. yeah. not just a franchisee, yeah. somebody in the accommodation yeah. space, Correct. hospitality yeah, space. Yeah. Um, so appreciate your time today, Trent. Thank you. I know you're a busy man as well, and Thank I appreciate you, you coming in. Um, and uh, that brings us to the end. So Great. thanks very much. Thanks very much for your time, Trent. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Trent. That's, That's right. a bit weird saying Trent, Trent. It does. It's yeah. good though. I like it. It's not for the average. Not, yeah. for, the average. not for the average. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on social media, YouTube, uh, on ticker.com and boomsales.com. Um, that brings our show to, to the end and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not For The Average podcast with Trent Leishan. Trent is Managing Director of Boom Sales, Australia's number one sales training and development company. If you'd like to accelerate your own sales growth and profitability, go to boomsales.com.au.